Welcome to the Lost Tapes of History podcast. You're about to eavesdrop on the first 10 minutes of a private conversation between a Tudor personality and, frankly, someone just trying to do their job. The date is July 1592 and Queen Elizabeth is on the throne. Dee has just had his 65th birthday and wants to know what his future holds. So he goes to visit an astrologer to have his astrological charts done. Again. Come in, come in. Thank you. I've got your chart over here. Excellent. I'm going to keep it with your others. Yes, I I know it's not usual to have more than one chart, but I can't help feeling that I'm missing something. The ability to think for yourself? Possibly. Why have you asked for another chart to be drawn up anyway? I thought things were going okay for you. I'm having trouble financially. I can't keep the creditors from the door. Aren't you getting enough work? The Witchcraft Act of 1563 has made it very difficult to be openly... uh... Witchy? Using my knowledge, let's put it that way. So how have you been making a living then? I've been casting horoscopes to identify robbery suspects, finding buried treasure, exorcising the possessed, you know, the usual. Uh, yes. I was thinking more of writing a newspaper column, but sure. I've borrowed, even rented my rooms out and taken in pupils, but the debts are piling up. Well, let's start. So, you were born on the 13th of July, 1527, which makes you a Cancerian? Correct. Cancer rules the breasts, respiratory muscles, stomach and pancreas. So? So, you'll likely have hypersensitivity in these areas and be prone to stress-related ailments. Well, I do get terribly stressed, it's true. According to this, from the age of 69, when your son moves into Libra, relationships will play a greater role in your life. Right. And your need for art and beauty will increase. Right. But anything about coming into money? No. Typical. But it says here you are very attentive, inquisitive and have a great memory. That's true. I went to St John's College, Cambridge, and then I went to Louvain University for further training. In what? Civil law, but I was too young for the doctorate. Well, it says here you have the personality for working in PR or sales. Um... Or food preparation, landscape gardening or real estate. I haven't done any of those jobs. And a strong idealistic streak may attract you to education, religion or working within your community. I was a Catholic priest, so that fits. It also says you have a habit of speaking your mind and dispensing advice to anyone willing to listen. Do you know why I'm called Dr. D? I thought it was perhaps because you were a qualified doctor. Strange, I know. It's because I apply astrology to medicine. Do you? Although that's not unusual. Isn't it? Many students combine their medical studies with mathematical astrology. With what? It's a new approach to measuring the universe. Measuring the universe? It's about determining the distance of the planets, fixed stars and clouds from the centre of the Earth. How's that then? I believe 
it is theoretically possible to measure the invisible rays of celestial virtue that emanate from the stars alongside their light. Celestial virtue? Measured geometrically, stellar distances, magnitudes, aspects and movements could determine the power of those rays. But why is that important? To link human fates with celestial influences. Why? Your moment of birth could affect not only the future of your body, but your soul as well. Well, that leads us nicely back to your chart. Does it? It says you have a great imagination and are quick to catch on to things. That's true. My studies in astrology turned me into a useful specialist. A specialist in what? I have training in arithmetic, geometry, perspective and astronomy. Quite niche, isn't it? I've also read a lot of Arabic work on horoscopes. I see. And I'm particularly interested in the weather and how it's affected by the heavens. Well, that's about the moon and the tides and stuff, surely. What? Let's not get into that. It says here that everything is neatly planned when you're in charge. True. I carefully record my wife's monthly courses and the times we sleep together. What? So that I can calculate the planetary influences when our children are conceived. Mr Romantic, aren't you? I can then cast their nativities. Isn't that a play kids do at Christmas? Nativities are astrological interpretations of important and trivial events in life, as well as the mental and physical health of our family and friends. Oh, I see. It says you have a strong need for security and stability. Yes, it's why I entered the service of the Earl of Pembroke. And what did he want? He was anxious to back the right political horse, as it were, and wanted some foresight. I bet he did. I studied the birth dates of his daughter and wife and gave him some assurances. But not his birth date. Then I was very sad when he died as it left me without a patron. Not much security or stability then. You are so egotistical that you ignore everything else. Is that true? Well, it's hard not to be egotistical when you work for kings and queens. Yes, I suppose so. I was a navigational and geographical consultant for King Edward. I sent him a variety of manuscripts to read. And the Queen? In 1564, I was appointed Royal Advisor in Mystic Secrets, better known as Court Astrologer. Sounds like a good job. Do they need a Deputy Court Astrologer at all? I signed my letters 007 to show that my secret letters should be read by the Queen's eyes only. Well, James Bond has really let himself go, hasn't he? I mean, I knew he was getting on a bit. I also write my diaries in code. Your diaries? Yes. I write in Greek letters, usually backwards, and then I move to writing Latin in Greek. Can I ask what for? To baffle anyone that gets hold of it. <laughs> Even myself, occasionally. People born on the 13th of July are great leaders who are aware of the needs of those they are responsible for. True. I was appointed a rector of Upton-upon-Seven in Worcestershire, and I like to think I was their spiritual leader 
in times of crisis. Yes, you said you were a priest at one point. In 1555, Elizabeth asked me to divine the future awaiting her, her sister Mary and brother-in-law Philip. No pressure then. I had to go to Woodstock Palace undercover as a Catholic priest. Why undercover? Not James Bond again? Magic was forbidden. Did they find out? I was conjuring the future in my lodgings when the Privy Councillor's pursuivants arrested me. Oh, crumbs. They seized my books and papers and sealed up my door. So the magic couldn't get out? It was all political, of course. The horoscopes I'd cast for Elizabeth, Mary and Philip. It always is. Astrologers always court danger when they draw up destinary or questionary horoscopes about people in positions of power. What were those horoscopes you mentioned? Destinary horoscopes use the ascendant sign or planet upon the horizon at the moment of conception. Oh, I see. They're about your destiny more generally. And questionary horoscopes? Ah, they're used to answer specific questions. They're developed from the moment of birth or from the time of asking the question. And what are they used for? Most often they're used to locate lost or stolen property. Oh, and here was me using the police and the lost property office all this time. We also assign themes to each of the twelve houses. Birth is the fifth house. Creativity, fertility, sure. A favour with the current monarch is the sixth house. Monarchs themselves are the tenth house. What did they want to know? Mary wanted to know the outcome of her pregnancy. Ah, did you tell her? I told her what the chart said. Ooh, did you get off? Yes. Luckily, I was discharged of treason against Edward for doing so. Well, it didn't put Elizabeth off using you, obviously. One of my students, Sir William Pickering, bequeathed me a mirror when he died. Did he like you? It produced optical illusions and was so famous that Elizabeth wanted to see it for herself. Oh, she loves all that stuff. Does she? She supports my dream to have the Royal Library become the largest in England. Oh, it's nice to have a goal. And to serve as a national repository for natural philosophy. I see. I love collecting manuscripts and printed books. And she uses you for her horoscopes? Dudley suggested me to her. I gave her an electionary horoscope about the day appointed for her coronation. What did it say? I saw a long and glorious reign ahead of her. That sounds right. She's already been on the throne for 34 years. Even I could tell her that. It was my work for her that earned me the title, The Great Conjurer. It does make it sound like you're a magician, though. They found three wax images of her. Novelty candles? Believed it was witchcraft, and I was asked to prevent anything bad happening to her. I'd employ a bodyguard, personally. You know, you can use charms or horoscopes to identify witches. Right. Good to know. It says here that you can be overly emotional or sensitive. At times of stress, yes. Sounds specific. There was a time in my life when I failed to get patronage. There was a lot of court gossip surrounding me, so I decided to marry. 
I thought you were an ordained Catholic priest. Yes, that's right. Surely you had to abandon your oath of celibacy in order to get married? Everyone was scandalised. They were scandalised that you were getting married, but not that you were practising the dark arts. Yes, that sounds like priorities in the right order. I was very sensitive around that time. I expect so, yes. But my work in altering time got me through. Your work in what now? The precise length of the solar year and the times of the solstice and equinox all point to a need to change the calendar as we know it. Change the calendar? We need to adjust to the sun moving in its annual revolution. You've lost me. The angels have said that time will be altered in relation to the calendar. What? I estimate that at some point in the future you'll lose approximately nine days from the calendar in order to keep us on track. The angels have said that. I have guardian angels watching over me. You can contact them. I don't particularly feel the need to talk to them, thanks. The seal of Emith. Two smaller seals, my obsidian disc, my crystal ball, and a golden talisman are all required by Kelly to contact the angels. So many questions. What's an obsidian disc? The disc enables an astrologer to measure from physical explanation what any planet signifies. Uh-huh. What strength it has, what advantage or disadvantage it receives from elsewhere, and in what order the planets mutually succeed each other in power. None the wiser. Who's Kelly? Edward Kelly is the man through whom the angels communicate. What do you do? I just take the notes. So he's like a medium then? As you wish. It says you are a loyal and supportive partner. I've been married three times, so that sounds right. Oh, I see. Although my wife Jane was a bit shocked when I told her that she had to sleep with Kelly. I'm sorry, what? Kelly had a conversation with an angel who asked us to swap our wives one night. An angel suggested this? Yes. Not Kelly himself? No. He was telling my servants that I dealt with the devil. And you agreed to this? My wife was horrified, but yes, we did. My son, Theodore, born nine months later, is probably mine. Or Kelly's. Well, I didn't see that coming. Next time, it's Christopher Marlowe and the taxi driver. I just hope he goes south of the river. The Lost Tapes of History podcast is a Since 79 production. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to get more episodes. To fact check what you've heard on this person, visit our website, losttapesofhistory.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at Since79P and use the hashtag Lost Tapes of History.